the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Just open up your eyes and join me Cause I've been living in the sunshine Having such a nice time Sipping ice coffee as the world dressed by me Living in the sunshine Having such a nice time I won't let the stresses of the world define me No, oh, oh, ooh, la, 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 la I won't let the stresses of the world Hey, so guess me. what? It's another day that the Lord has made a chance to rejoice. Rejoice. Yeah, not because it's just another day, but focus on rejoicing. See, rejoice is again. And when you do it again for the day, guess what that means for you? You get a chance to find joy again. Oh, yeah, yeah, rejoice. Yeah, well, I don't feel like rejoicing. Well, what does that mean? Well, it simply means this. You have an attitude. <gasps> Scoff an attitude? Yes. Caregivers have attitudes all the time, whether we show it or not. It depends on your personality type. I was talking to a young man about personality types. Remember, I said young. He didn't really know about the Myers Squibb, uh, Briggs, uh, well, yeah, wrong company. Yeah, you know which one. That test out there. Yeah, that tests the personality type that you are. And guess what he did? He said, I'm going to look into it. I said, you should. But moreover, spend some quality time with yourself. And that just looks so foreign to him. In a world where everyone takes every waking moment to look at the cell phone if they have to wait, if they have to wait in line, if they have to wait for their turn, if they're waiting on someone, the first thing that happens within 30 seconds, I dare you to look around and see it. They got to pull out the phone. And even if they're not even looking at anything, they have to look like they're looking at something. That's called preoccupation. That's called I don't know how to wait anymore. That's called basically impatience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone is impatient at some point. And usually impatience will lead you right into anxiety. I'm, I'm freaking out. Oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? Huh? Yeah, okay, hold on. If you want to avoid the anxiety, which a lot of people do, but they don't know how, that's where I come in. It's like, how do I, I not be anxious? I know the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Yeah, yeah, I heard those sermons, but I don't know how to do it, you know? Okay, well, I'm about to tell you. Calm down is the first one. <laughs> Secondly, take a deep breath. And first of all, say, I'm not going to be anxious. It's real simple. Talking to yourself works. I'm telling you because I've done it <laughs> many days. And then I talked to Jesus too. Hey, did I put him second there? No, actually, I had talked to him first, and then he told me to talk to myself. Whoa, yeah, we have those kind of conversations. So keep that in mind. One of the things you have to do in order to hear yourself is listen to yourself. Remember, we talked about that before. Sometimes we just talk and talk, and we don't even hear what we're saying. And other people are looking at us like we're crazy. But did you even listen to you when you were talking? Yeah, most people don't. It's called nervousness, anxiety. All those things make you say a lot of words you don't mean. Sometimes those words are hurtful. Sometimes they're offensive. Sometimes you say things begrudgingly. Yeah, to the people you care about. Mm-hmm. Well, what if I don't care about the person? It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to care about the person. But watch this. Does God care about you? Ooh, deep breath right there. 
And if you don't know that answer, you need to continue listening to KPRZ 1210 AM all the time. Why? 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 Why does God care about me? Hey, that's your journey. I'm on mine. Take your discovery and find out why he cares about you. For me, it's a faith movement in my life and has been for several years. I didn't just pop up one day and say, God cares about me. Yeah. No, that didn't happen for me. I learned through trials, experiences, because the Bible says through those things, I get patience. Oh, you just get it right. So, you know, all of you people out there, Lord, make me patient. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That's a nice little prayer. And when it comes, don't look for it from the sky. Don't get your patience umbrella out because patience comes from where? Trials. Oh, tribulations. Yeah. Being like drug around mentally, uh, being depressed and sad brings patience. It can. Depends. Patience is not just a virtue, as we like to say in the secular realm, let's say, but patience is actually from the Lord. The Lord is patient with us all the time, isn't he? Hasn't he been patient with you in your stuck-up ways, your arrogance, um, your unforgiveness? Ooh, that's heavy stuff. Yeah, well, the Lord is always patient with me. I don't know about you. And when I realize how patient he's been, that usually takes me straight to forgiveness. What does that mean? Forgiveness means uh, let it go and forget about it. See, if the Lord will do that for me, and he's already taught me to do that for others, why is this still so hard for me to forgive? Oh, this is heavy stuff today. Yeah, but this is real world, real life talk. Why? Because in the real world, being impatient is pretty much who we are. We just don't like to admit it. A lot of us are impatient. Impatient in traffic, impatient in the grocery store. I watched a guy hop the line three times, and I'm like, guy, it's not going to get any better. (laughs) And there weren't any self-checkout lines, and he was just so frustrated. Guess what he did? He finally just put the stuff down and walked out. And I was like, wow, I'm not going to judge him. I wanted to, but then I said, he just might not have the same level of patience as you, Lorraine. Have mercy on him. Say a prayer for him, in fact. And I did. I felt bad for him, too. But you've got to let patience do its thing. And standing in line at a grocery store will cause you to increase your patience. Again, patience doesn't fall from the sky. So how do you get it? I told you, you ask the Lord. And when he sends it, receive it. Uh, It might not come in the package you wanted it to come in. Like, easily, yeah, that package. You remember we talked about packages coming from the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. Easily just become patient. Like right now, mm-mm, not going to happen. However, if you ask the Lord, it could happen with God. All things are possible. Now I've just found in my Christian walk, patience actually, again, comes from the trials that you go through being a caregiver. That's a trial every waking second of the day. For fun, I just did the math just because most people don't know there's 168 hours in a week. But one day, just for fun, to encourage myself, I maximized my seconds of caregiving. (laughs) It was a lot of seconds. And in that moment, I was encouraged that, wow, I did a lot of work in these seconds. But the main thing, I did listen carefully. I did not quit. Impatient people quit. Well, is that true? Well, let's talk about it. 
you can be impatient. I like traffic because here in San Diego, we have fair traffic, but there are cities worse than us, like Los Angeles. Um, Yeah, it's my little sister city up the way, but they've got way more people, and their traffic is way worse. So sometimes experiences are relative, and being in traffic, yeah, that will test your patience. What's your attitude like when you're sitting in traffic? If you drive, let's say you drive. Okay, well, what if you don't drive? Waiting on the bus. Yeah, that requires patience. What, wait, waiting on the bus requires patience? Yes. Why? Because what if your bus is late? What if your bus doesn't come at all for 20 minutes? And you're like calling the bus company like, hey, where's my bus? Oh, you know what? There was a bad accident. And unfortunately, we don't have another way to get another bus to your route. So we do apologize. Apologize? That's all you have for me? Yeah, sometimes it goes like that. So what do you do? Do you quit or do you pursue your journey? Because you were trying to get somewhere, remember? It's the same thing with being impatient. You have to choose patience. And when you choose patience, let me tell you, you're choosing the Lord. Because patience comes from the Lord. Do you think the devil wants to give you patience? Now think about that and oxymoron to me. Patience comes from the Lord. And when you think about that for just one moment in your own life, when you had the patience to do what you were doing, didn't you do it better than when you were impatient about what you were doing? It's the same thing with caregiving. Whenever you're caring, sometimes people just limit caregiving to just the people. But what about the business of the caregiver? I have to stay on hold sometimes upwards of 37 minutes. Even I've had to stay on hold almost an hour just to conduct business for my mom. Did I hang up? No, because I needed to get it done. So what did I do? I came up with creative means and ways to conquer patience. Now, as you continue to listen to one of 100 right here with me, Lorraine Carroll, every week, listen, I have some ways that will help you mature, develop, and grow with your impatience. (laughs) So how do you do it, Lorraine? Well, first of all, it's a choice. I choose to be patient. I take a deep breath and I say, well, what can I do about this? The first thing is I can have an attitude. That's what I can do. (laughs) That's easy. (laughs) That's a default. That's a go-to. The second thing I can do is say, Lord, will you help me? See, this is the thing. Many of us don't even pray when we care. Shouldn't we pray when we care? That's everyday people. You know, there was a big popular song, I'm everyday people. Well, everyday people are rude, mean. Yeah, can we go down the list? Yeah, for the most part, everyday people, for the most part, are not nice. They're insensitive. Yeah, you're probably thinking of other words. But in the meantime, let's stick with they're not patient most times. Most people are inclined to be impatient. What about you? I have to work at being patient. It is not my virtue. No, it's not. But I have directions on how to be patient. So my directions always come from the Bible. That's my roadmap to life, one day at a time, every day. So if I want to know how to get where I'm going, I look at the map. The roadmap is the Bible. I choose patience by choosing the Lord first. That's what we do in the one of 100 here with me, Lorraine Carroll, on K-Praise. One means what? Christ first. Christ, the anointed one. Yeah, that one. (laughs) Jesus, the Christ. Yeah. 
they called him a superstar on a stage play, I believe. I think he's a superstar. Super means above. He's a mega star to me. He's in the sky. Yeah, I could go on for that because why? I'm a witness. That's what the old country folks will say. I'm a witness. Can I get a witness? Well, here's Lorraine Carroll right here at 1 of 100, a witness that patience is not just a virtue, but it's something you can have access to through the Lord. So instead of being impatient, exchange it. Remember how we used to have to exchange money when you go to other countries? Now it's, it's a little different, but we used to have to exchange the money so that it could be relative to where we were in that area, in that country. Well, now you have to do the same thing with your impatience. You have to give it to the Lord. Uh-oh, a sacrifice? Mm-hmm. A sacrifice still has to be made because God's not going to take your impatience, but he will accept it. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, he will accept it. It's not a good payment. It's not a good form of payment, but he will accept it. He will accept your impatience, exchange it for things like mercy, mm -hmm, grace. Well, wait a minute. I thought he was supposed to be taking my impatience and giving me patience. Are you listening? I gave you some examples of what he'll give you in the meantime to help you get to patience. And a lot of us don't want what the Lord has for us. We just want what we want. Did you hear that? Ooh, let's say it again. A lot of us don't want what the Lord has for us. We want what we want. And my favorite part, we want it now. Do it now. I'm like, we have some nerve a lot of times. I don't know about you. I've heard prayers with, do it now, God. Wow. Okay. How about it? Lord, would you please do it now? <laughs> Can we change our tone? But in our desperation, in our anxiety, in our impatience, our impatience will demand of God. Hey, bring that back. Have a seat and say, Lord, I receive your patience. Go to the Lord first. That's the objective. Everything that you do as a person that cares should start with Christ. And watch this. When you examine your day, at the end of the day, you'll be able to recognize, I didn't put the Lord first on that one. Ooh, will you forgive me, Lord? Ooh, I didn't pray on that one. Lord, will you forgive me? Impatience is not the way for us to go as Christians. The Lord wants us to be patient. Remember, he wants us to be kind. We're supposed to be gentle. So how do I do that again? Because I don't think you've told me. I did tell you. I told you, you, first of all, ask the Lord to help you to be patient. What happens is when it doesn't look like you want it to look, you reject it. You don't realize you're rejecting it. You're rejecting it. Trust me. Because when you're patient, you recognize, hey, I'm tolerating this. Hey, I'm dealing with this. Hey, normally I would just quit. Hey, I'm not complaining right now. Ooh, I didn't lose my temper. Ooh, okay. Yeah, all of those are signs of patience. If you're quick-tempered like me, ooh, did I admit my weakness right here on live radio? Yeah, but there are a lot of people that will tell you they have not been witnesses to that. Now, could I go off and do some other things to you and end up in county jail? I could. <laughs> I have options. But I rely on the Lord. Lord, the old saints would say, bridle my tongue. 
that came from out in the country, you know, for all the folks that grew up out in the country on farms, the bridle was for the horses. You put it on where their mouth, and then you point them in the direction that you want them to go, and their whole body follows. James talked about that. He talked about our tongue. Mm-hmm. It's just like with a ship, remember? You check it out. It's in the book of James. But, Lord, bridle my tongue so I don't go off right now. That's hard when you're in the midst of pressures, chaos, confusion, annoyance, disturbances. Yeah, you want to go off because you're irritated. You're disturbed. You're bothered. (sighs) You're frustrated. So when do I get to be patient? When I receive it from the Lord. Receive your patience from the Lord after you ask. Ask the Lord at that moment. Lord, give me patience here. Now again, it might not look like what you think it should look like, but guess what? That patience in that moment might look like you just shutting up. Shut up. Shut up. Ooh, gosh, that was a little harsh. Well, that's how you might hear it. Just shut up. That's patience. Well, for you it might be. (laughs) Just being quiet. And just taking care of that moment with quietness. Remember that old hymn, Blessed Quietness? Holy quietness? Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'd even call it a holy hush. Just hush up, hush up. Shh, quiet. Do the work. Do it well. And do it in honor of the Lord, not man. So basically I just translated for you Colossians 3.23. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, not man, humankind, whatever you do. So if whatever you're doing, you're co-working with someone, maybe you have a caregiver assistant that day, and maybe they're annoying you. Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, not man. So remember, have mercy on them, because the Lord said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. That happens right here in the earth. Anything that is in the Bible is applicable to us right here on the earth. Even in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Because remember, you're reading about a dream that John had. So it's applicable because I believe it by faith. Oh, okay, okay, I see what you mean. So don't, don't, don't go too deep. Don't go too hard. Just be willing to try to listen to God's voice that says, it's okay. You can do this. Take a deep breath. Remember the pneuma, the spirit of God. That's where the word pneumonia comes from. Because breath, the inhalation of God, his spirit, his pneuma, is what will calm you down, is what will help you out in that moment of distress. You choose to be distressed. You choose to go off. Come on, be honest. You choose to be impatient. And when you are impatient... There's no benefit. There's nothing good out of you being impatient. You're more annoyed. You're more frustrated. And what about the person that's receiving the care, whether they can talk or not? You might think they don't care because they can't move or they can't react, but they feel all of your frustration. Take that out on the Lord. He can bear your burdens. He can bear you. And you are much. You know it. Be honest. 
confess to yourself, agree with me. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I am much. Yeah, you are. And even the most quaint, maybe even the most dainty, the most fragile personality. Remember we were talking about the personality types? Yeah. Even the introverts, they can be that way too. Ooh. I just happen to be an extrovert based on these tests. That's fine. That's me. But that doesn't mean the quiet people don't get frustrated. Just because they don't exhibit anything doesn't mean that internally they're not experiencing that thing. As a caregiver, you can't treat people the way you feel. That's not fair to them. So what do I do, Lorraine? I already told you. What? Pray. Ask the Lord. Lord, help me. I told you. At one point in my caregiving walk now, almost 21 years. Yeah, I realized the other day, I'm I'm closer to 21 years than it's been 20. The Lord let me live. I realized most people don't pray at all. They, They pray in the morning, and then they're like, okay, see you, God, whenever I get back to you. It might be that night before they go to bed. Like, oh, <laughs> hey, God, yeah. No, the Lord said pray without ceasing. Um, I'm supposed to pray nonstop, kind of, yeah. That's what it says, right? Well, if you study it, the concept is like consultation. It's kind of like on-the-job training, kind of like having that person stand behind you watching what you're doing, and you kind of look at them like, yeah, is that is that how to do, am I doing well? Is this, how do you? How do you do this one way? Okay, I see. Most of us don't do that throughout the day. Most people have their little, have a little talk with Jesus in the morning, okay? And they tell him all about their troubles. No worship, no praise, no thank you, Lord. Just, yeah, I got this, and oh, I'm so sick of that, and oh, I don't know what to do, God. Hey, 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 pull back. Take a deep breath. Numa, Jesus, Spirit, come in, help. And sometimes that's all you can say. And do you know help is a powerful word to the Lord? Ooh, not only is it a form of need, but it's also a cry. And if you open up those Psalms, just start anywhere, Psalm 10 all the way through 40. There are going to be two words that you will see quite a bit. Cry, patient. Now it might be used as an adverb, noun, who knows, but look them up. There is a song in there for your heart. Let it speak for you when you can't talk. So sometimes all you can do is say, help. That's it, Lorraine. That, that's the prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. And then you open the Bible. I always say, if you don't know where to go, just at least go to Psalms or a proverb. If you know nothing else about the Bible, you don't have to understand what Jesus did, how he walked and healed and when he died and who spoke what and who told on him and who, what? Yeah, that's too much when you're frustrated. You breathe in, Lord help, open that Bible, and you'll get the revelation you need. That's all you need is a revelation from the Lord. So you let me know. What what are you doing that's working? Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Yeah, write me. I've had some people write me, and one of the things someone said was, thank you, but I need some help with my dad. And she said, my dad just doesn't want to listen. In other words, the short version, because her her email was a little long, uh, he doesn't want to listen, bottom line. 
He doesn't want to use his hearing devices. He doesn't want to receive any of this modern day technology. I'm like, um, he is kind of like almost 90. <laughs> so have some mercy, have some patience. He's from a different generation than you. Bear with him. Be patient and adapt. So from patience, you're able to adapt. And once you get from adaptation to revelation, you can do better. Did you catch that? You pray, Lord, help. Deep breath, read a scripture, psalm, proverb, either one, and receive the patience. And instead of looking at the problem, don't look for the solution either. Wait, what? Don't look for a solution. No. What do you do? You meditate on the Lord. How do you do that? I just told you, pray without ceasing. So everything that's bothering you in that moment, you say, you know what, Lord, I can't do this. I need your help. Okay, show me what to do and be quiet, quiet, calm your soul, be quiet for a moment, ask the Lord to help you. He will. And even though you might not feel this up to par, the Lord is your help. That's what my Bible says. He is my help. Is he your help? Will you let him help? Will you allow the Lord to help you today? Arrogance, stubbornness, pride, ego, all of those things are the things that keep us from believing, trusting, and hoping in the Lord. All of my help comes from the Lord. You can read Psalm 121. Let it bless you today. And in the meantime, don't forget to write us. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. You can go to our website, kprz.com. Look up local shows for those of us in San Diego. And you'll find me, one of 100. Yeah, the number. Yeah, the actual number, like number one. Yeah, one of 100. Right here on KPRZ, 1210 AM. Right here in sunny San Diego, where you can find us online at kprz.com or any other time. Until then, let the patience rule your day. Ask the Lord to help you. Amen. Have a good day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.